Minnesota Wild try to return to the winning ways tonight when they play the second half of a back-to-back after a disappointing 2-0 loss last night in Vancouver. The Wild fly back to Alberta. They're playing the Edmonton Oilers tonight. They drop the puck at 8-10. This is Wild Minute with Troy. We're here to set you up. Not much to talk about to tear down last night's game. The Wild looked like world champions in the first period. They didn't give up a shot on goal for 14 minutes into the game. I've watched hockey for 35 years. I've never seen a team start a game and go 14 minutes without giving up a shot on goal. That's how well the Wild were playing. They were buzzing all all period in the um, Vancouver zone, but the goalie was up to the cause and shut them down, and the Wild got shut out. And after that first period, it was Probably the most boring game I've seen from the Minnesota Wild in a few seasons. They looked like a team that didn't have energy. They were skating slow again. And quite frankly, it looked like the team that was mired in that seven-game losing streak. Now, the good thing, Gus Bus played well again. Only gave up two goals. Stopped uh, almost uh, 25 shots. The two goals that he did give up weren't his fault. One was a screen. One was a tip. Not worried about the goaltending. Not even worried about the defense. What we saw last night was a team that couldn't put the puck in the net. That has to change tonight because they're playing one of the highest scoring teams in the NHL. They have Connor McDavid. They have Leon Dreisaitl. And it's going to be a big test for the Wild. It's going to be a big test for John Hines. This is the first time in five games leading the team where he's going to have to rebound and see how they answer a a loss. It's also going to be their first back-to-back under John Hines. We don't expect many changes, although there's one I can guarantee. Johnny Merrill... Heading back up to the press box as a healthy scratch. That hasn't been confirmed, but after seeing what a train wreck that third defensive pairing was last night, not so much on Goose as it was on Merrill, but they were just out of position too often, and that led to the downfall last night. Now he's not the only Merrill's not the only reason to uh, not the only reason they lost. But when you have Dakota Mermis on the team and you have Bogosian just ready to return from that injury, it's all but a lock that Merrill goes up to the box. I think they wait another game for Bogosian. I think Dakota Mermis uh, slides into Merrill's spot and stays with Goose. But we'll know in a couple hours when they drop the puck what exactly uh, John Hines wants to do. A lot of talk about flipping and moving lines and things like that. I think in the third period when uh, Eck was moving up and down lines and Rossi was off the top line for a little bit, I think that was more a face-off situation and some situational changes that Hines wanted to make. But we'll see tonight with the lines. As we saw, he's not afraid to move Rossi up and down. He's not afraid to move Eck on first, second, or third lines. Hartman, who was suspended for the first two games of Hines' tenure with the Wild, uh, he drew into the lineup in the fourth line with Dewar and Duhame, and that made sense simply because they were on a winning streak. They were on a heater. We'll see where Hartman ends up today. I could see Hartman moving up to the, the third line, maybe Maroon down to four. Maroon was pretty active last night, but um, you know Hines isn't afraid to, to move some things around, so that'll be really interesting to see tonight. Going into this four-game trip to the Pacific Northwest, Normally, the Wild would have enough equity where you'd say, okay, come come away come away from a tough four-game road trip with four points, and that's good. Because the seven-game losing streak, because they started so slow, they can't afford to play 500 hockey. What they need to do out of this road trip is minimum five 
or even six points. Now, I say that because they already got two at Calgary to open the trip. Then they set back with Vancouver, which had lost three of their last five. That was a bad loss last night. They should have won that game. Now, this is tonight is the toughest test of the four-game trip, but they need to figure out a way to win this. They, they usually play well up at Edmonton despite that high-octane lineup. What we do know, Edmonton, is much like the Wild. They fired their coach about a week or two before the Wild fired Everson, but after they fired their coach... They turned it around, and they've been playing pretty good hockey lately. So this isn't – you can't just look at the standings and think this is the Edmonton team that started the season so slowly and got its coach fired. No, this is an Edmonton team that's playing pretty well last night, or pretty well since they fired their coach about two weeks ago. And they also just absolutely dressed down Carolina two nights ago. It was – I think it was 5-0 in the first period. I can't remember what the game ended up. But Edmonton can score. You're going to see a lot of McDavid. You're going to see a lot of Dreisaitl. And the Wild got to play structured defense. And, oh, by the way, it's a back-to-back. Gus played the two first two games of this trip. Obviously, Flower will be in tonight. And he's going to probably play his last game in Edmonton uh, in a Wild uniform. So that'll be interesting to see. They dropped the puck at 8.09 Central. The game's on Bally Sports North. We look forward to uh, hopefully what will be a good answer to last night's disappointing loss. Hey, follow me on Instagram, Wildman at Troy. I'll be here tomorrow. We'll tear down tonight's game, and we'll look ahead to Seattle, which the Wild conclude their four-game road trip on Sunday night. We'll talk to you.